Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Revelations, 21st chapter, verses 1 through 4. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heavens from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be with them and be with their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain from the former things, for the former things have passed away. Good morning. It's a beautiful day. Even though there's clouds out there, we're all here and able to worship God. We trust in spirit and in truth. Uh, Just a moment ago, the song leader said that he didn't know what I was speaking about. And last night, neither did I. (laughs) So we're, we're sort of even. So if I do good, my name is Ron Honecker. And if I do bad, my name is Randy Bailey. (laughs) So you know who asked me to speak last night. And I thought I was going to have a restful night until he called. We're so happy to have new members, and I always like a man who parts his hair in the middle. My brother one time gave me a comb, and he said, I'm sure. You'll never part with this. <laughs> and I still have it. The singing today was beautiful. It was about a subject that we're all interested in. I hope. I hope we all want to go to heaven. Uh, it's something that's going to take effort, it's going to take time. God will give us sufficient time to do his will. And I trust that all of us will take that time, be concerned about going to heaven, and asking ourselves the question, do I really want to go? Do you really want to go to heaven? In a group like this, there's probably some folks who are not prepared to die. They're not ready. I hope this lesson will be one that will at least cause you to think about the preparation needed to get there. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to Luke chapter 10. You'll notice there that it starts off that the Lord appointed other 70 
to go into the places that he would come and that he would be there to reinforce what they had said. And 70 is an interesting number because actually 70 elders prepared the Septuagint. There were 70 men with Moses when he went to the mountain. So as we read numbers and words in the Bible, we can realize that God had a purpose for the numbers, for the words, for what he says, and none of them are misplaced. They're all important. This is why I believe that when the Bible tells us, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. We're in bondage in the world of sin, and we have been freed by the blood of Christ for the very purpose of being with God eternally. You know, many questions have been asked in the Bible. Uh, We probably have questions of our own. I've heard people say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask the Lord, or I'm going to ask Paul, or I'm going to do this or that, and... I really don't think that's what's going to be. I don't think we'll be concerned about those questions anymore. I think we'll know all we need to know when we're in the presence of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and all those who have gone on before. But it is interesting that we do have questions, that we ask questions. And in the Bible, there are many questions being asked. And there are many answers being given. You know, these 70 men, as they went out to preach and to teach and to prepare the way for the Lord to come to those cities, they were amazed. And their amazement was this. They were able to control the evil spirits. They were able to heal the sick. And they told the Lord this. It's kind of interesting what the Lord said to them. He says, don't really be so concerned about that. But be concerned that your names are written in heaven. Isn't that your concern today? You know, say when they opened the books, he said there's going to be one book that's going to have the names called the Lamb's Book of Life. I've always wondered how many times, or if you could do this, which is impossible, if I had that book and I laid it here on the pulpit area, and I said, in this book are the names of those who are going to heaven. How many of us would have to really come and look? We should know whether our name is there or not. And we should know because we know the truth. We know that the Lord does not lie. And he tells us if we act and perform in such a way that one day he will say to us, Well done, good and faithful servant. But I'm sure some of us would be interested and want to come up and to look. You know, we talk about a lot of things, and we ask a lot of questions, and 
In Luke chapter 10, I believe is one of the most important questions ever asked. It says in verse 25, it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That's quite a question. I think it's the most important question that we can ask today. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Not what could I do, not would I do, what shall I do? Again, importance of words. Just like the Bible says, you must do certain things. But Jesus, understanding the lawyer's temptation, and knowing what the lawyer already knew, he asked a question, which he did on many occasions. And sometimes the Pharisees would ask him a question. He said, oh, I'll answer that if you answer a question. You remember on that occasion, uh, uh, they were afraid to answer the question about John. And so when they asked him, by what authority do you do these things, he didn't tell them. Because they couldn't answer his question or wouldn't answer his question. So here he says to this lawyer, uh, what is written in the law? How readest thou? How do you read it? And the Lord said, Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus said, Thou hast answered right. Do this, and thou shalt live. Wow. Has anybody ever asked you what it takes to go to heaven? What it takes to be saved? And, and probably our answer would be this. Well, you have to hear the word. Absolutely. You have to believe what you hear. Although without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then once you understand that, you have to repent because you know you're a sinner. You realize that you are not able to save yourself, to get there on your own. You see, in order to get there, you've got to die first. And then we realize that we would tell them you must confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's who Christ is. I think all of us believe that. And it says you have to be baptized for the remission of sins. So, wow, we, we've answered the question, haven't we? And that's right. That's exactly what the Bible tells us. And we have to be obedient to the will of God. We have to obey. In fact, uh, the scripture even says to obey is better than sacrifice. But that's not what Jesus said. Listen to him. The scripture says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. That was Jesus' answer. 
And I think sometimes we forget that part. We forget to tell people the first thing you have to do is love God with every fiber of your being and love your neighbor. Now, like some of us, this lawyer was not satisfied with his own answer. Have you ever done that? Somebody asks you a question, you give the answer, and you say, wait, 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 I'm not really happy with that. In other words, we get an answer we're really not happy with, even though we gave the answer. It says, but the lawyer, willing to justify himself, we're kind of like that, we want to justify ourselves. And so I ask another question, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? If somebody asks us that, we say, well, I got this person on the right and this person on the left. I got a person across the street. And person, they're my neighbors. We, we talk about that. Now, I don't know what the intent of the lawyer was, but Jesus tells a story. A story all of us have read and heard and maybe have heard uh, sermons on this particular lesson. But I want to think of it very seriously. What was the question? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And, and again, you look at the Bible and you realize that Jerusalem's on a hill and Jericho's sort of down in the valley. And, and there's quite a distance between the two. And between there is a very rocky and rough area. He says, by chance, a, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. That was common. There are people who would rather make their living uh, stealing from others in various ways. But in this case, it says they beat him, they stripped him of his raiment, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now try to view that in your mind. This poor man, we don't know what he was, we don't know what his race was, we don't know his name, we don't know anything about him except he was a man. And he was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. That's it. That's all we know. So it could have been anyone. And he says, there he is. So visualize that man lying there on the ground in a desert area or a deserted area dying. I don't know about you, but that that just makes me feel bad. And I want us to feel bad. The Lord wanted him to feel bad. It says, by chance, there came that way a certain priest. Now, you know, the priests were those who were the religious people of the day. And I would say that you folks are the religious people of the day. You're members of the Lord's church. You're Christians. The same kind of Christians that were called that first in Antioch. We are like Christ. What would have Christ, what have Christ done? Now here's a priest representing God. Now look at this though. He said he looked on him so we know he saw him. No doubt about it. There's no, uh, no, well, maybe he didn't see him, maybe, you know, whatever. And he passed by on the other side. Can you imagine? Put yourself in that priest's position. You are a royal priesthood. 
a holy nation, a peculiar people, to show forth the praises of God till he come. People look to you. You're their example. But he passed by on the other side. Instead of Levi, as he came where he was and looked on him. Now the Levites, you know, they were the keepers of the temple. And they were the religious people also. And, and they knew the law. But he passed by on the other side. Pass by on the other side. And Jesus then said, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed that way, saw him. Now, the Samaritan had something that neither the priest nor the Levi had. He said he had compassion on him. This time of the year, you know, we're a little more generous, a little more open, a little more joyous. Uh, we're celebrating uh, uh, various things. Uh, just the season itself is, is considered a season in the world that people are more open to doing for others. I always told my children, I said, you know, it's better to give than to receive. So what have you brought me? And I might mention this too, my daughter, I talked to her today, she's on her way back from Virginia, she's been taking care of Melody, who you realize you've been praying for, and she's doing well at home, and, and so she reminded me, she said, now remember dad, there's never been a bad short sermon. <laughs> so she's looking out for you. But here is this Levite, I mean this uh, Samaritan who had compassion on the man. He said he went in, poured in oil and wine and set him on his own beast. Now, sometimes we, we do things like that, don't we? We do a little. Uh, you know, this was not cheap for him. Oil and wine was expensive at that time. And, and uh, when he gave it to this man with no expectation of pay, not even knowing if the man would make it. But he said he set him on his own beast, indicating he might have to walk now. And took him to an end. So now he, he pours in oil and wine, sits him on his own beast, and takes him to an end. Wow, that would be, if we did that, we would pat ourselves on the back. But then he went further. He did that and then some. Realizing that this man uh, was still sick, he said to the innkeeper, take care of him. Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more when I return, I will repay thee. Let that sink in just a moment. No expectation of being paid. And not even knowing him. And as far as we know, the, the man that had been beaten didn't know the Samaritan. And if anyone had a reason to pass by on the other side, it was the Samaritan. Because nobody really liked them. In fact, some of them don't even like themselves. Even today, they're not well respected. 
but he had compassion. And not only that, he was willing to do whatever it took for the benefit of this man that he didn't even know. There are some of you here that need Christ today. And I don't even know who you are. But you do. And God does. And God wants you to understand he loves you. And he wants you to be with him forever. Think about forever. You know, we're living in time. God's living in eternity. The question is, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus looked at the lawyer and said, Which of these do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? Another question. The answer is going to be absolutely correct. He said, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus said, five words. Summing up the whole lesson, he said, go and do thou likewise. If you remember nothing at all about this lesson, remember that. Shall we pray together? Our Father and our God in heaven, we are so thankful for this day. For all of us that are here and those that are watching, that they can come to the realization that God wants you. That you're so mighty and so powerful and so loving and so full of mercy and honor that you want us to be with you eternally. As we sang these beautiful songs about heaven, may our hearts be in tune with that and that we might want to go. And that we're willing to be obedient to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us in our decisions, Father. Give us wisdom to make them right. Be with us as we go our way. And help us, Father, always to serve you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You could be here this morning and not a Christian. What a wonderful time to do that. To be able to take the words of the Lord that says, go and do thou likewise. If you're not a Christian, everything's ready. The water, the garments, someone to baptize you into Christ. And you can walk out of here knowing that every sin has been forgiven. Every one. And folks, we need that. We need every sin to be forgiven. There'll be no sinners in heaven. No sin at all. But if you've done that and you haven't been faithful as you should, and uh, you need to make that confession publicly, we are here to help you. But you might even need to make it privately and talk to God. God's ready to receive you if you're ready to come 
as we stand together and as we sing.